Hey, what's up? This is Trey. Uh, it's the Lost State Podcast, and uh, let's start the show. Drop it. So that was uh, this is a song called DVP. It's off of the new Pub record. Uh, the dream is over. They just dropped it the other day. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, they just dropped it on uh, NPR. Full stream of the album. Pretty sick. Um, yeah, a little free promotion for them. Uh, so this show. We're going to interview someone special. I'm going to be interviewing uh, Brian Morganti. Morgante. Honestly, don't know how to say his last name. Uh, I did a speak function on my MacBook, and it told me Morganti. I'm just going to go with that. Uh, but Brian runs Flesh and Bone uh, Designs. He used to run Flesh and Bone Records, which was a record label, but he gave that up and gave it to someone else because he didn't have time. And we'll talk about that more in the interview. Um, but yeah, he's a graphic uh, designer for Flesh and Bone Designs. He does artwork for a lot of people. He does artwork for bigger bands, smaller bands. He does a lot of stuff. And he's been in a lot of bands. I, I'm blanking right now in the bands he's been in. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk to him in a bit. Um, should be fun. I'm going to Skype him. A little Skypeage. Uh, yeah, what else is going on? Um, there's a show going on uh, the 30th of this month, May 30th, um, going on in Stockton, California. We got two bands on our label that are playing together uh, at this house show from uh, this girl, Brianna. She ran, um, she ran a, like a, multiple house shows at her house. I don't know if it's her house, her parents' house, something like that. Uh, but she's cool. She let uh, American Memories slash, that's my band, if you don't know that. Uh, I run Lost State Records and I play drums in American Memories. And, you know, I do that. Whatever. Fuck it. Um, the band's playing. We got American Memories, us, obviously. Whatever. Stoop Kids on our label. Um, sports, period. Thought that was a typo at first, but that that's sports period. It's the actual band name. Uh, they're from Boston. Listen to them; they're cool. Um, interested to see what they sound like live. Uh, Brave season. Don't know where they're from. Doesn't say on the event. Uh, Stupid kids. They're from the Bay Area, obviously. Uh, and then Malaska. Malaska, they're from Stockton. They're playing. Uh, there was a couple other bands. There was a band called Meet Me in Montauk that was playing, but they dropped out. Uh, Pity Party was gonna play. They dropped out. I don't know. There's some beef going on. Something like that. It's all I heard. I'm not gonna say what happened. Don't know what happened, honestly. Um, yeah. So that's uh, May 30th. Uh, it's it's at three four one one North Hunter Street, Stockton, California. I don't know if you live in the the valley. You should come hang out. Uh, I'm going to be hanging out. Rich from American Memories, Stoop Kids, all of us, we're going to be hanging out, probably getting drunk. It's usually what we do. Um, yeah, come hang out. Be fun. Fun. It's the last show going on at this house. Uh, let's see. Updates on new stuff coming out on the Lost Date. Um, we got, or this isn't new, but we have third press in of the Viva Belgrado's uh, LP, 12-inch on uh, black vinyl. The first press we help out with, um, it was on transparent green. Second press we didn't jump on. Been super poor at a certain point. Didn't have money for that. But the third press we got in, got some copies. Go ahead and grab one of those if you got some money. Um, we did sleep weather tapes. We got tapes for their, uh, full length, uh, Lake joy, which is a great album. If you haven't heard it yet, you should look it up. Um, those tapes are available from the band themselves. It shows. And then, uh, online, 
their store or our store, either way, help out the band. If you buy from them, it goes directly, the money goes directly to them and uh, they need the help. So, um, yeah, what else? We got um, some tapes coming soon from uh, our buddy Jim, uh, who does uh, Endless Bummer Records. He also makes cassette tapes for <clears throat> other labels and... He's just a great guy, and he's making tapes for us because all my cassette decks broke. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, so American Memories tapes, those are coming out soon. Uh, for our, we did a new EP. We tracked it out. I tracked it out. Uh, we did three or four songs. Um, one day, we just live tracked it. So if you listen to it, uh, you'll hear little fuck-ups and you'll hear little noises like there's a part where the snare's rattling in the background and it to audio files it might be like what the hell's that noise and i'm just like yo dude it's raw it's live that's how we roll half of the shit we have always recorded is live uh minus the one album we actually legit recorded with our friend steven who's in stoop kids um yeah so those tapes are coming out um a little bit older than that, I got Haley and the Crusher tapes. They're a kind of surf punk rock band from our area. Um, and uh, we're actually sold out of the split 7-inch lathe cuts from uh, Rebel Scum and Post Nothing. Um, those are gone. So, if you didn't jump on that, you fucked up. I'm probably forgetting some other stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Anyways, go to our store if you're interested in buying something. Uh, it's uh, loststaterecords.storeenvy.com. Uh, I would have a whole store set up through the actual website we own, but it's kind of a pain in the ass. So, And I already have everything set up on Store Envy. So just go to the store and you can check it out, buy anything. Uh, orders always come with some free shit. Like I stop a whole bunch of beer koozies. We made Lost State Record beer koozies, uh, buttons. Actually, almost out of buttons. I need to get some more made. Uh, stickers. We have a bunch of stickers from friends, labels, and bands. Uh, so, yeah, if you're interested, check it out. Check our store out. Buy something. So, before I get to the interview with Brian, uh, I have another guest in the house right now. Uh, I got Rich Gilliam on my couch right here. Uh, he's the other half of American Memories. Um, just going to talk to him for a couple minutes, and then we'll get to that interview with Brian. So, um, Rich, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself if you, uh, okay. people, don't, people don't know you. My name's Rich. I play guitar and do vocals in American Memories. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, so what would you say is uh, your favorite thing about playing guitar? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. I like making music. Let's see. How, how long have you been playing guitar? Like, when did you first start playing guitar? Um, I don't know. I got a guitar when I was in, like, sixth grade. It was, like, a, a shitty little one with, like, a little amp. And a friend of mine was supposed to show me how to play it, and he never did. And so I never touched it. And then I tried to figure it out myself, and I couldn't. And I really sucked for years until I was playing in this other band. And then, like, it was with Riley from Ulips. Anyone? Yeah, Ulips, uh, kind of a hip-hop indie rock. I don't know. He does... Yeah, it's like, like hip-hop indie stuff. Riley does very... It's a very collective uh, <laughs> group of albums that he has. Uh, we put out a couple tapes uh, for him. He's a local guy from uh, our area, San Luis Obispo County. But uh, yeah, so you and you and Riley played music together. Yeah, yeah we were. It it started with like it was folk stuff, and I just sang, and he played guitar, and then he got really into learning other instruments then i had to learn how to play guitar so he could play like mandolin or like violin and stuff like that so that's where i started picking it up a lot more yeah 
And of course, like no one will ever hear those songs because they're like not very good. <laughs> do you ever? Do you actually record those? Yeah, we had. We actually used to play a lot of shows too. They were just like little folk shows, but. Yeah, I mean, like had, you actually recorded them, like 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 recorded them out. Yeah, yeah, we had like a couple albums. They used to be on Bandcamp, but I don't. I think. We oh yeah, I think you showed me those one songs where. Yeah, it was probably. There, yeah, we had yeah, some yeah. joke ones. Yeah, that w- that were actually pretty funny. Like, <clears throat> right at the end. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, we, we pretty much stopped writing serious music at one point, and we would just write joke songs. Yeah. What was that? What was the name of that band? The 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 folk one was called it was originally called the devil's hands then we found out there's another band called that so we switched it to among the willows among the... yeah okay. the right. name didn't really fit the music now that i think about it <clears throat> well you know there's a lot of other bands i've <clears throat> heard before that have a certain <clears throat> like name that would sound like oh this is that style but then you're like, oh, it's a metal band, or yeah. I mean, I hear Among the Willows. I think like bluegrassy and stuff, but it it was. I mean, there was like banjo in some songs, so I guess it was kind of bluegrassy. But okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was cool to like play though. It was fun because before that, I hadn't really been in like bands other than like yeah. singing. How old were you when that happened? I was in, I think I was in ninth grade. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Before that, I was in a band, but I just sang. So I didn't really like, I just sang oh. and wrote lyrics. So I didn't really do much. That's cool. Yeah. It was fun. I mean, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was good getting into like music then. Cause I didn't have a lot going on. When you were younger, you, you started doing like film stuff at the same time you started playing yeah. the music stuff too. So if you want to talk about film stuff that you do. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, I got, I got, I started that way before music. Like that was when I was like a little kid and I just had like a camera and I'd just mess around. What made you want to pick up a camera and film stuff? Is there something like you saw or like you started seeing certain movies and you like, you're just like, I want to film a story or I want to do this. You know, I don't know. I remember like when I was a kid, my parents, they didn't really give a shit about like ratings and stuff. So I could watch whatever. And I got really into like old Arnold, like Schwarzenegger films and like action films. And be like hanging out with my friends and like talk about these movies and they're like I don't I've not seen that like it's rated R I'm like oh it's crazy and like we'd explain it and then when you're like kids you're in like first second grade you like make believe and shit so we'd like reenact the plot and like the playground or whatever and be like pretend shooting each other and it was just like fun and then I got like a camera and we'd just mess around and film like the dog or the cat and get into like stop motion with action figures because like I couldn't do certain things. And, just stuff like that. But it was it was just all fun. Like I just love doing it. That makes that makes sense when you mentioned like Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh cuz most of those movies shit's blowing up and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Cuz like uh, your first couple of videos that I noticed that you did stuff, was just everything. just after effects like just gunshots and shit blowing up, blowing up cars, people getting oh, yeah. killed. Nah, like I mean, that stuff was just like it was just so cool. Cuz like that's like stuff you just like even when you're a little kid and you're watching you're like this is nuts, like it's yeah. crazy. Did you, at that point, did you feel that you would be probably like the next Michael Bay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I was really wanting to do the next Transformers. That would have been a lot of fun. You would have made a lot of money. Yeah. Instead, I went into the the abstract art scene. I just stuck with the action. So, yeah. So, getting back to music, um, I thought this would be a fun game to play. Uh, I'm going to name off a handful of bands, and you say yay or nay depending on how you feel about these bands. Um, okay. All right. We're going to start this. Uh, Foxing. Yeah. Um, Pup. Yeah. I only bring that up because I was playing it. Yeah. In the well, I mean, I like Pup. So yeah, Pup 6. Um, yeah, actually, I only heard of Pup, like, probably in the last month. I saw people, I saw some friends of mine on Facebook posting, uh, I think it was an audio tree session, and I watched that one new yeah. song, and I was just like, this band is so the sick. The DVP one? Yeah, DVP. Yeah, and I was just song. like, it's the song I put on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> uh, I just was like, damn, this band's tight, and I like checked out that whole album. And yeah, it's, even their old one is so good. I just I remember I'd seen, like, they, had, they have such cool music videos, and I know I'd watched one of them before, but I didn't, like, listen to the band. I was just, like, watching the video. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then it was like this tour, if this tour doesn't kill you video came out, I'm like, pup, like I know that name. 
Like, how do I know that name? Like, I know this band. And then I realized, like, oh, shit, it's because I'd seen their other music videos because they're awesome. Yeah. And then, I, but I, like, I never actually got into the music portion until, like, recently. Yeah, also, I was going to ask, who, what was the name of that dude that did the new cover for their, or the cover for their new album? What's uh, his name? Christopher McKinley. Christopher McKinley. He yeah. does the photo. It's the photo. If you haven't seen it, um, it's the guy on the couch with his. Buddy. Yeah. He's was it a guy or a girl? Look like a girl. Or I don't know. You no, don't it, see it, the it, face because it's yeah. Got... They just have the paper. It's just it's someone on a couch when it's burning. So it's someone on a couch, and the other side is just in flame. And uh, I remember seeing that. I was just like, that is the coolest shit. Yeah, that guy's amazing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but back to the <laughs> band thing. All right. So, uh, let's see. What's another band? Um. The world's a beautiful place. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, a great big pile of leaves. I don't listen to them. Granted, like normally you saw them. No, I took but, you to the show. They were really good. So yeah, like, yeah. It's not okay. my kind of. It's like a little too poppy for me. But yay, because like live, they just they killed it. It was great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, bright side. Yeah. Of course. I'm naming off yeah. friends' bands. <laughs> um, what about um, uh, what about the band uh, Hotel Books? Nay. Okay. Not a big All right. Um, boy on guitar. Yeah. What? That's so nice of you. Why would you yeah. say that? I like We Wait. I thought We Wait was great. Dude, We Wait was sick. Actually, uh, John from uh, Boy on Guitar. <laughs> Boy on guitar and Genesis, um, his wife, they got married. Um, they actually just came over and picked up. I, I made them, uh, it's kind of like a record shelf, uh, that you'd see in like a record store where it's got the, the top you could put records and then on the bottom it's got a little storage area. But they just came and picked up that from us. We were hanging out, bullshitting, talking about stuff. But, anyways, uh, so another band, um, Let's see what I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, how about um, Yellow Card? Do you ever uh, listen? Do you ever listen to yeah, Yellow Card? Yeah, yeah. I have, I bought that for a dollar. I I that yeah, album. I love Ocean Avenue. So yeah, that's there's a actually good song. there's actually if they you, have some really good lyrics too. Like they do, they like, do uh, like, spread throughout like the pop stuff, like the radio hits. No, that even that that for that album they have with Ocean Avenue. I bought it at a Goodwill for like a buck and I was like, eh, fuck it, it's a yellow card. So like <laughs> I listened through it the whole um the whole album, like when I was driving to work and stuff, and I was like, there's some songs that are like Ugh. Some of them are kind of like, yeah, but But I just started listening, like there's a couple. I was like, damn, this is no, there's some this good, is good. Ones. I remember when I was younger I had that album and I was like super into Ocean Avenue because of course like that's the song on that album that everyone knows. But then I actually listened to the rest of it, and I was like, "Man, this is actually like really good." Mm-hmm. All right, so another band. Um, let's see. Uh, Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves Bob Dylan. Yeah, right? Bob Dylan's great. Bob Dylan wasn't the best singer, but like songwriting, the his progression Insane. of songwriting skills just were amazing. Um, <laughs> it's it's just hard trying to think of. <laughs> Fucking, uh, Def Leppard. Nay, I never got into the hair metal stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. Van Halen. No, nay. Never I guess, I it. guess technically they were hair metal. I mean, they, they, at one point they had long hair, but. Yeah, I, just, I just, the scene I never got into. Yeah. I did though. I mean, not, not I, into I, it, but my parents, yeah. I grew up with that shit. No, like my dad likes some of it, but. Like when I would be with him, we listen to more like Tonic and like ACDC. Tonic, yeah. Is that that nineties? <laughs> yeah, Tonic. Fuck, I, what's that song they did? I, I know there's that one hit. I don't remember, but yeah, I remember I had that. We would listen to that because he had like the CD, and then I thought it was so cool. One day he like gave me this, like here's this Tonic. CD. Dude, Tonic didn't have a parental advisory sticker on yeah. it. Oh, dude. No, and he was just like, here's this Tonic. CD. I I'm almost. Like, oh yes. Like, I almost got that Tonic band mixed up with that. That butterfly song, oh, remember crazy the town. crazy town? I crazy almost town got butterfly. that mixed up, but I'm like, yeah. no, that's. I not. remember I was picking up a friend of mine once, and I thought I thought of like, what's the weirdest song I could pull up to playing? And it was Crazy Town Butterfly. 
And then, of course, they didn't think it was weird at all because they got in the car. And like, I was just listening to this song. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, who the fuck just listens to Crazy Town Butterfly? That was, they were literally a one-hit wonder. Uh, I remember someone told me a story that they were at OzFest because uh, that used to be a thing. Yeah. I, apparently, it's coming back. Like, Slipknot has a festival and OzFest has a festival. They're like, it's going to be like Oz Slipknot Festival. They're going to mix <laughs> Oznot, some bullshit. Like that. But, uh, What's this? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, there's a story about um, they played Ozfest, Crazy Town. They played, and they literally um, they opened. I think with that. God. They opened with that song, and then just everyone left. <laughs> no, people started throwing shit at them and like booing them. <laughs> That's and such a cool song. I, I honestly don't think they played their whole set. I think they just like got off the stage. It's just, they got booed off at Ozfest. You know that movie Orange County? Yeah, no, I, I yeah. love that movie. I no, have it's it. great, but. Yeah, that's like the only song I can like. They play a bunch of like old songs, like in the style of Crazy Town Butterfly. I remember there's a but bunch. They of... play that song like four times in that movie. Just, yeah. Well, there's a scene where like he goes to that party, and yeah. then they're all listening to it and dancing. No, there's and that, and then he goes to the school, and they're all dancing, listening to it. It's just like wherever he goes around those people, like they're just always listening to Crazy Town. I think it's because I think that's when that song was big. So I'd like imagine so, he, yeah. they put that specifically in the movie to like so you notice like he's in like a smart dude and yeah. he's trying to get his life together and all these people that are partying Listen and being fucking town. losers they're listening to the fucking <laughs> hit pop song like crazy town like that song just, is just so funny <laughs> it's yeah isn't there like a dj there's like some scratching going on yeah there's some weird stuff on that it's, like, song. Hey, bro. it's just like it's not a good song but it's just so catchy Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Be my butterfly. Be my butterfly. Be my butterfly. Sugar. But yeah. It's not uh, a good song at all. It's just, it's catchy though. Dude, it got one platinum, dude. No. No, no I'm think, kidding. Yeah, I'm if kidding. it did, that'd be amazing. <laughs> all right. So, um, let's see. I'll do two more bands okay. and then that'll be the end of that game. So, um, <laughs> okay. Other bands. What about the band Rolling Stones? Yeah, I like some Rolling Stones. Stones are the shit. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Beatles, but you're going to be like, eh. Yeah, yeah you're not a big Beatles, Beatles fan. Guy. Yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I always am like the odd All right, man so, out on them. Okay, last, last band of this game. What's a good one? I'm trying to think. Uh, if this was a live show, I'd call. I'd have people a call lifeline. in. If this was live, <laughs> I need a lifeline. No, I don't need. A, if this was a live show, oh, I'd yeah, be like, someone call voice. in. Like, what's a shitty band we can name <laughs> that he's not gonna like? But uh, I, I might like it. I don't know. What's a band I've been listening to that? Um, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't that, like to pimp a butterfly much, but the first album is great. So yay on the first album. Neon Pimp Butterfly. First album. His first album was like 2008. Yeah. Like his first. Well, like the first one that got popular. The, after the Pimp Good Butterfly. Kid, Mad City. Yeah. Like good that one's great. <clears throat> I, I just wasn't a huge fan of like the political aspect of the Pimp Butterfly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like the message is good. It's just, it's a little too heavy handed for me. Yeah. I could see that. I like it. It's, uh, it's still a good, it has some great songs. Like it's still good, but that overall, whole, it's just, mu- musically, that album is beautiful. Like if you take if you album. take out all the the um all the lyrics and everything like still those songs instrumentals yeah. would be fucking rad just to listen to by no, itself. Yeah. It's and still he, a good album. And uh, I remember looking up something about um he was talking about you know he made this album like uh this is like the shit I listened to when I grew up like my parents yeah. like he doing a throwback to like so he sampled a lot of old uh, Isley Brothers and he sampled a bunch of old fucking. Like just old records. He even sampled. There's one song on there. The song called "Hood Politics." He samples uh, a Sufjan Stevens song. He I sampled that one. It's really subtle, and it's like <laughs> underlying under some, or it's it's underneath some parts in the song. But uh, it's the one where he's rapping, and he's got that really high pitched kind of voice. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's from that techno album that Sufjan did called "Age of Odds," <laughs> which was. I think it was a flaw. I don't know. Like there, I really can't listen to oh, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, so many 
fucking album. Anyway. Well, I mean, the album was, it's cool and it's really weird and there's still strings and there's shit everywhere. But like, it just, the way they mixed it was just, hmm. it was all over the place. There was no, there was yeah. no structure to that album. Every time, every time I think of Sufjan Stevens, I just think of like, come on, feel the Illinois. That well, I mean, that's, good. I feel like that's his greatest album. Yeah, like, that album's great. I thought it was funny how he was going to do a project thing. Which reminds me of Into It Over It because he was doing the 52 weeks thing. Well, I mean, he went through with that, but uh, Sufjan was going to do an album for every state. Yeah, but then he got that. he got like Michigan, uh, he Illinois. He got more than I would have imagined. Uh, he got a couple, and then he's just like, uh, and then he didn't do anything for a while, and then he's like, all right, and then I think he came out with um that that was like 2011. We were working at Target when that came out. Yeah, I remember uh, that. that techno album, and then he came out with All Delighted People. He, EP. I just don't know how you... That album's great. How do you even write, like, an album about a state? I just can't even... Well, all the songs... There's stories. Like, there's... Well, the yeah, ju- no, I know. The- I get their stories and stuff. But, I mean, still, just, like, every state, that's, like, 50 albums by itself. Like, that's so much. Well, I know. I mean, like, he literally literally would have to, like, go... Say he did an album about California. He'd yeah. have to go to California <laughs> and, like, hang out and then... Or he could just fucking Google it and be like, <laughs> yeah. well, it's a story. I can write a song about, you know. Just search some, like, threads on people that live in California and be like, Stories in California, <laughs> Story, personal uh, stuff, live journal, California location. <laughs> I mean, like you just take stories about. I know he likes to write about random shit, but oh, excuse me, I burped. Uh, yeah, we're just uh, we're just drinking some some Paps, good old Paps. Yeah. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Paps <laughs> Blue Ribbon. I'm just kidding, no, it's not. But if Paps hears this, you should sponsor this podcast. Paps is the original Paps Blue Ribbon beer, uh, nature's choice. Choicest, choicest. You know the they won this in 1844, and they never won one since. Same. That's too bad. Same fucking uh, recipe. I guess it didn't win again. That's weird. Oh no, it's a good beer. It's cheap. Well, anyways, uh, well, it was fun talking to you, Rich. That was uh, a good. Thanks time. for coming on out to the you know, to the I was um, already house. Here, so yeah, it's cool. you were already here. What? Already here, yeah. Where were you? Just. We were practicing. Got a show coming up. Who's practicing? Oh, oh wait, I'm in the band too. Oh, yeah. shit. But anyways, yeah, we got a show. Oh, yeah, I already mentioned the show. Uh, yeah, but Stockdale on the 30th with some people. Yeah, uh, some, some bands. Um, if you're around Stockton, like, just get six bucks. I already covered it in the intro. Yeah, no, I'm just doing it again. Okay. All right, well. But if you're, anyways, if you're around Stockton on, like, May 30th, <laughs> come see this show. Okay. Well, thanks for. It's at this back. Okay, yeah. shut the fuck up. All right. Uh. And so. there's some other really okay, cool. All right, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that was me talking to Rich. Um, we're gonna talk to Brian in a second. I don't know how long that's gonna go. Might go a little long. We're already probably thirty minutes in. Um, yeah, I'm gonna play a little song, and then jump into that interview right now. All right, um, all right, so uh, we're talking to Brian. Uh, how do you say your last name? Is it Morganti? It is Morganti. Okay. <laughs> I literally I literally was like, I've always seen your name, but I never, I never. Uh, yeah. Like I saw, I, I could read it, but I'm like, I never like sounded it out. I was like, Morgan. And I like did the, the speak function on my laptop <laughs> where it's all Morganti. I was all, okay, Morganti. Like, Mor- Morgante. <laughs> A lot Something. of people say Morgante or Morganti, and yeah, so yeah, it's Morgani. <laughs> I'll just say Martinez. There you <laughs> go, perfect, nailed it. <laughs> Brian Martinez. All right, so we're talking to Brian Martinez. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so uh, yeah, thanks for doing this. Um, let's see, let's just jump right into it. Uh, talking about design stuff. Uh, you know what's funny is that I at one point I noticed you'd always post uh, designs and stuff like on your Facebook or the the design Facebook, and at one point I saw a, a shirt design that you said, um, either it was like a a throwaway design you did for somebody and then they didn't want it, so you're like, hey, who wants this design? And it was a a band Night Riots. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't know if you actually had direct like contact with them doing design stuff because uh. Like that band, they're from my town. 
Oh, really? Which I found that <laughs> hilarious when I saw that. I was like, well, they're not. Well, they're, they're from the town next to mine, which is a four-mile drive. They're nice, from yeah. Templeton, California. But I just remember that I'm all, holy shit, he's doing night rides. And then the, <laughs> there was the time where you were, uh, you were doing something. You were talking something about uh, the band Lakes. Yeah. They, they used to be called Lakes. Now they're Eager Seas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and those are some of my buddies. And I was like, how the fuck does he know these people? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, he does design. That was before I really talked to you a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, well, yeah, to, to I, answer I both of cool. that, with, with Night Riots, uh, that was, I, I, I've never been in direct uh, connection with them, but I worked mm. with a company that was doing merch with them called uh, Merch Line out of Florida. Okay. Uh, when I was living in Florida, I got connected to what those folks were doing. Uh, they're doing really incredible stuff down there. Work with a lot of really cool clients, a lot of like really diverse stuff. And I was just kind of brought on as one of their freelancer go tos. Mm-hmm. So when they bring in new clients to their rosters or they have people hitting them up to design merch, uh, the call goes out to a bunch of different designers and whoever they see fit, you know, they, they get the, the jobs. And one of those came in for night riots and I was asked to design a bunch of assets for around warp tour of last year. I think it was, and um, I, was I, it la- I think it was maybe two was, years ago. I think it was the year before, not last yeah. year, but I did like 11 designs for them or something. And I think they only ended up buying like one or two of them. <laughs> Uh, oh, really? But it, yeah, it was cool to have the opportunity to do that, and uh, yeah, I, I know one of them for sure got printed, uh, maybe two. I don't know. Some of it just never gets back to me. Uh, yeah. But that, that's always weird. You're like going through a middleman of a, like their management and then the merch yeah, company, I, so like very very separated in that regard. But I did get to design some stuff for them, so it was that was pretty that's, cool. That's cool. Like like oh, got picked up like one or two. I did like 11, which I kind of feel like yeah. that's <laughs> shitty that they're just like, here, put like, do all this work. And then we're not, we're, we're only going to pay you for like no, that, that one. That's just the name of the game, you know, especially with music and merch. It's all about just going fast and giving people options. And, uh, you know, when I say doing 11 designs, it was doing things that were all, you know, in the same realm or doing little, little changes. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, huge time commitments. And again, all of those throwaway designs end up going to other people. You know, when I have leftover designs from bigger projects like that, I always offer them up for discounts to other bands, record labels and stuff. And I've sold a ton of those to, Mm. you know, people like you, the other label friends and everything that always want the, uh, the good, it's like my little design yard sales that (laughs) I like to have. But, uh, and then the, uh, the other thing with lakes, um, I grew up, like in a very sheltered, I come from like a, a uh, like a Pentecostal Christian background. Like I, I was, was gonna, raised I, yeah. in, yeah, I was like raised in the church, like hardcore, all that. So like, I wasn't Ugh, allowed to listen gross. to like the devil's music and wasn't allowed to listen to the radio. And uh, <laughs> very early on internet 1.0 days, we're talking like dial up 97, Yeah, You know it. Um, I still have some of those discs. Dude, those my first, AOL discs. my first screen name was BMXPX Punk. <laughs> Because I loved MXPX because they were the greatest Christian punk band ever, right? Well, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, yeah, they're my buddy. I have a, a couple friends that literally, uh, both of the dudes in my other band, Blissed Out, they both have MXPX tattoos. The yeah, one has awesome. the the one has the whole the running guy. He has yeah. the whole tattoo on his leg, and then the other one just has the head with the spiked spiked. Pokenacha, man, Pokenacha. But punk. you know, it's funny though. I don't know if you know, but uh, Lakes, um, uh, Seth. Buddy yeah. Seth, who's a singer, he he was ghost guitar in MXPX. He would tour really? with them. That's and awesome. that's, I forgot, that's how. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I, I discovered them. Because back, back in those days, I, it was just left up to me and my own devices to find out what I was actually allowed to listen to. What mom would be like, okay, this is cool. So through scouring the internet back in the day and getting involved with things like Tooth & Nail Records, Solid State Records. Dude, that was my... That was my yeah. jam back in the day. Uh, the Screaming Giant Records. They were out in California. And another one out there was called Betty Rocket Records. Yeah, and, Betty Rocket. Uh, yeah. yeah, Betty Rocket was something that I really, really enjoyed. And getting you know into bands like Watashi Wa, that was my introduction to someone like Seth. And you know from a very early yeah. age, like 12 years old, 13 years old, being like, oh my god, this is amazing. And just getting stoked on all the other bands on Betty Rocket. And then... When Watashi Wa was able to bump up to Tooth and Nail, and then they changed their name to Eager Seas, and then to Lakes, and then back to Eager Seas. Like, I've always followed them, always really enjoyed the music Seth has put out. Yeah. And that was weird, too, because 
some of our friends in Florida knew Seth, and it, it's just I don't know, just very weird little connections everywhere. It's it's crazy. Isn't that fun, dude? The world, the world's a small place. Oh fun. yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, I remember Watashi Wall. I don't know. I was too young when they played around yeah. here. They're all from the town I live in. Like yeah, Watashi yeah. Wall. Um, yeah, they. I remember. It wasn't so much they went to Tooth and Nail. Tooth and Nail bought out like all the bands from Betty or Betty Rock. Yeah, yeah. They like all, literally, all the, all the they literally, ones. they literally like just took on all those bands because that label just like <laughs> was like fuck it, collapsed. So they took them all in. But uh, anyways, um, let's see other questions. I have, I wrote down a couple questions nice. just in no, case that's awesome. I forget. Uh, <laughs> what 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 software do you usually do <clears throat> or use when you're like editing do you use i'm assuming you use photoshop do you ever use uh yeah i've photoshop. never i've never used illustrator is what how do you use illustrator do you use that? <laughs> a little bit I, is that I for to, websites or what is no no it's that's good for like doing vector stuff but yeah i mean i, I kind of use all i don't know the i don't know these terms <laughs> what, what is a you vector know, oh don't you don't even got to worry about getting into the specifics of all that nonsense that's just <laughs> a bunch of boring boring yeah. stuff but uh yeah, I mean, you know, I, I use Photoshop. I use Illustrator. I I use a, a lot of the weird stuff too. A lot. Of, I I like, really like to use the the open source programs like GIMP and Paint.net. Yeah. Uh, they have the worst names, but like the way that you can get plugins and stuff for those programs, I find it a lot of fun because hmm. it utilizes a lot of old technology and a lot of weird things that a lot of people have kind of. For, like like lately I've been doing a lot more like glitchy type stuff, a lot more abstract yeah, type yeah. stuff. And I'm able to use these plugins that mm. are kind of like prehistoric technology for programs like paint.net that actually end up, you know, taking on a life of their own and having a lot of fun to bring oh, sure. a whole kind of new flavor into something that's really up to date. So mixing the use of all the programs is fun. Just kind of depends on the the job and the specific yeah, you know things that you're asked to do, things you're asked to create. So it, it's always always fun to go back and forth and kind of keep it mixed up all the time and and try something new. No, it's cool. Yeah, I remember looking up. I remember trying to figure out how to like make a like a glitch photo, and I remember seeing uh, what was it? Uh, some like tutorial saying that you literally just go into the 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 code of like an image and you like delete some stuff and yeah. then when you when you preview it it you took out parts of it so it gets all fucked up and glitchy looking i never figured it out but <laughs> i always wanted to try that yeah yeah that's definitely one way to do things yeah you can easily glitch out photos in that regard yeah you can just kind of experiment with deleting little bits of the like the binary language i guess you you would say and uh, yeah, every single time it'll kind of come out different and real kind of janky looking. That's that's always fun. <laughs> so, um, what what are some of the, I guess in your opinion, what would be like some of the biggest bands that you've actually done design? Because I've seen you done some stuff for bigger bands. I don't know if you yeah did those directly with them or if it was the same thing where someone hired you to like make a bunch of designs. But yeah, I like one of the biggest ones I saw you did. I think you did some shit for like Anne Berlin on yeah. their tour. Yeah, Which Lakes Lakes toured with them on their last tour. I remember that. Yeah, um, yeah, I've I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of really different artists, which has been cool. Some of them have been direct. Some of them have been uh, through third party things. Uh, so I mean, either way, it still has to get approved to them. So you're working directly with them in some regard. Yeah. But uh, yeah, some of the ones I've been most excited about uh, definitely as cities burn. They were oh, yeah. they were bad. always one of my favorite bands when I was growing up. Uh, yeah, I got into them a little bit. My one friend showed me them, and yeah. I was like, that one album with like "Come Now Sleep." I think it's their second one. It's got yeah. con that song "Contact" on it. Yeah, that that's "Come Now Sleep." Yeah, that, that album's is, good. That is easily one of my top five albums of all time, and uh, to have the opportunity to work with them, I did. A whole bunch of merch for their recent "Son, I Love You" at your darkest ten-year anniversary tour. Yeah. I did some merch for their uh, reunion tour before that as well. That was on the the Under Oath farewell tour. Uh, so now that, Under that Oath was is really back. Cool. I know, right? It's, <laughs> Dude, it's I, I 
I've just been waiting. Like, I see all these bands coming back. I'm like, all right, this band's probably going to come back. And then it's like, they're all coming yep, Under Oath's back. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, um, yeah I, I never, at a certain point with Under Oath, I, I liked them up to, I remember Define the Great Line was the last album I got. And then I was just like, eh. And I just kind of like got over them. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. just started sounding super, I don't know. They just super just generic and i was like all right and i still love them though but i oh, can't yeah. listen to that new under fiddle <laughs> yeah um uh so yeah I, I got to work with a lot a lot of those bands that i grew up listening to because uh they got a couple of the guys from under oath actually run merch line down there in florida oh really it's, it's like their thing so they worked with these bands like estes burn emory and berlin that they had always been friends with and toured with back in the day so uh, to get the opportunity to tour with them, uh, haste the day, that was always neat because I'm like, this is like 16 year old Brian's dream come true type oh, stuff. Oh God! If but, you were <laughs> you, when you were 16, thinking that you'd be doing designs for haste the day, I know, like, I know right? It's like funny. at that time, you're like, holy shit! I remember I saw haste the day uh, in the city next to where I live. Uh, this is literally right before the singer left. I got to see them like the original lineup. Nice. And I remember, I remember seeing the drummer, or like he's a good drummer, but I just remember seeing him. He literally looked like he was forty something, and he had he was bald, like he had the side hair going. He was bald, <laughs> like he was so old looking. And I remember sitting there like, "What the fuck? He looks like my uncle's like Dude, playing that drums." Happens to all of us, right? <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, I'm starting to go bald too. I don't. You can't really tell on the camera, but I should stop wearing hats all the time. No. But, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah, but yeah, those were some of like you know my favorites from growing up. But like I, I got to do a shirt for Father John Misty. I was just about to ask. Uh, I saw that. Was that a direct contact with him? Yeah, or that no? that was that was through merch company as well. Mm. You know, most things with bands end up through merch companies. But that was something that like I really geeked out about because I love you, Honey Bear was was a favorite of mine when that came out. I still listen to that all the time, and I love Father John Misty. I honestly and, uh, have never, I've never even listened to. Him. I I watched a oh, video it's where so he good. did. He did a cover of like a Taylor Swift song on like I saw it online. I watched that. I literally I've been meaning to like listen to like yeah. No, no, I, albums, I love you, but... Honey Bear is like a perfect album. And then he... I got to do a poster for David Bazan, which Bazan. I like super geeked out about. I've always been a huge Pedro the Lion fan. Always have loved yeah. everything David Bazan did. So to be able to do a poster for him, uh, it, it was neat. And then like the the poster was done in a way. It was like this like. Uh, cabin outdoorsy scene and then we did a whole we did a glow in the dark layer where uh, you know at night or in the dark uh, it came out where like there was all stars in the sky and the cabin windows lit up and uh, it just you know kind of looked like the cabin at night which was really neat and I guess uh, through the the company who screen printed them and then we're selling them at the specific shows uh, they said like Bazan took some to frame and hang up in his children's room. Oh, wow. So, like, because he, he, like, liked the design so much. So to think that, like, this artist that I've always respected, always always admired, always looked up to He's has, putting like... your freaking design yeah. <laughs> in his fucking house. That's exactly. ridiculous. And, like, God, so many cool. of the, the posters and the artwork that is that have been done for Bazan over the years has been, like, absolutely amazing. Some of my favorite stuff in the world. And to think something like that happened, I mean, it was just, like... I was doing cartwheels. I was so excited. Dude, that's that's freaking but, uh, sick though. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, um let's see. I wrote this down. Uh what uh have you ever had uh or no, who not you don't have to name a name or anything, but like <laughs> what was the time where you had like the most like annoying client or customer who like you just wanted to fucking punch, but you had to be super nice still. And you had to sit there and go, all right, I'll edit this for the 40th time. Or like, what oh, is there a story? Boy. Do you have a story of like the worst design job you've ever got? I'm sure you got one, at least oh, one. Wow. I know. I mean, I, you had, don't have to name names. Several. The, the good thing though, there are a lot of designers that have had, absolute horror stories and my heart goes out to them because that that stuff is just nonsense especially when you get into more corporate type things and and working with legitimate organizations that have a ton of middlemen and and stuff i mean that those projects can turn into the thing of nightmares but for the most part uh you know i've been at this like five years now and Mm -hmm. i've worked with like literally 
you know, thousands of, of different clients and out of all of those different people, different walks of life, there's only ever been maybe like 10 of them that have turned into nightmare situations or things where like I have to walk away or they have to walk away. Did you um, end up walking away from any of those? There, there's been a couple. There, there's been a couple emails that I've gotten where I've sort of like tilted my head, where I'm just like, I'm not doing. Where stuff that'll be like, you know, they'll ask for things that they don't even realize are maybe offensive or racist. Uh, or oh, that and, reminds me of the story. Uh, <laughs> you know that band Amir, the singer guy. Yeah. The singer yeah. from Amir had his own clothing line, and he had a shirt with like the fucking twin towers like on fire. <laughs> Oh my god! And he was selling—I don't know what it said, but it was like super offensive. And his whole attitude was just like "fuck everybody, this is sick," blah blah blah. <laughs> and he literally just got like so much shit for that. I think he ended up having to pull those oh, design, yeah. like those well, shirts off. That was their thing too. I remember even Amir having a shirt that was like "ask your girl what my dick tastes like" or something. That's and I'm like, one of the that's one of the lyrics in one of their yeah, songs. Yeah, but I'm just like, which, who's the designer yeah. that was even like, "Yep, I'm just I'm just gonna do this." It, you know, like sometimes things shouldn't go out into the world, and then it's things like that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, there there there's been a couple times where I, where I've had some nightmare situations. Uh, you know, clients that don't pay, refuse to pay, have you do a design and, and disappear, even though you send them 40 emails over the span of six months, like, hey, oh, no. can I just, uh, can I get my like $50, please? <laughs> you know, have um, you ever, you have you ever had, I've literally had this thought, I wouldn't, I'm not doing it, but like, I had the thought in my head where I asked you to do a design and like you sent me on like Facebook, just like a shitty quality, like here, this is what it looked like. And I'm like, if I was a dick, I could just take that and f- <laughs> I'm like tell you to fuck off and just take that and use it. And you'd That's be like, true. dude. But I'm like, you, you have you ever had anyone do that before? No, like you no, were I- showing them drafts and then they just didn't get back to you and then ended up using it. No, I, I've never had that. Pro- I, I've always covered my tracks. Um, I learned very That's early good. on. You know, th- there's a couple different times where. I put a lot of work into something and then someone would just be like, oh, we don't really like it and then disappear. It wasn't like we can revise it or I'll pay you for your time. So, you know, when you're working with friends, at least that usually always goes well, you know, and people are going to pay you after the fact or during doesn't really matter. But when I'm working with people I don't know or new clients or people that just email me, I always ask for at least half up front. So they're already invested and yeah. that that alone makes people not really want to walk away. But uh, there's been even a couple times where people have, you know, given me like the 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 half up front deposit. We've worked on things, we've revised a bunch of things, and then they're like, "Well, it's not really what we want." So if you could send that back, that would be great. And I'm like, "No, that's not how it works. Like you gotta oh, at least pay me for the time, you know." Yeah, you're like, and, "Fuck uh, <laughs> off! I got half of it." I'm like, yeah. all right, you don't want to design. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, everyone deals with nightmare clients, but I've been very lucky in the sense of surrounding myself with people that aren't lunatics, I guess. And, and, uh, just, you know, always working with, with people that, uh, have been very kind, very responsive, very, uh, you know, just deliberate in, in wanting to actually work with me, not just feeling something out. And uh, you know you know how to how to sniff out the mouth breathers and and avoid yeah. those jobs that all cause. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's it, it's okay. I'm I, I don't I don't have any horror stories of like someone trying to burn my house down because they didn't get their logo. In no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mean like that. I meant well. I guess not horror stories, but just like uh, examples of like what people would do. I mean, which you already kind of explained some of well, it. But I mean, people ask you to make garbage designs all the time and. and there's always the struggle of wanting to be like, listen, your ideas are trash. And let like, me do something. Yeah, and then they'll go, please. fuck you. Yeah. What? Please. I want a swastika on top yeah. of Hillary Clinton's face. And yeah. it's going to say, vote Trump. Yeah. There, there's there's one band that comes to mind. I won't name them. But they, they had one time sent me over this, this uh, you know explanation for a design they wanted and it was it was very detailed very concise like basically we were going to get it the first round because they knew exactly what they wanted so mm-hmm. i put this design together i give them like 100 exactly what they want 
and then uh, you know they come back like not even an hour later, and a revision process starts where they all of a sudden have gotten the other band members involved, and oh, now God. they want to piece something together. And before we knew it, we were eleven revisions in, and there wasn't one element from the original design and the original concept that they laid out that was in the final design that they ended up paying for. Well, and you're we, like, yeah, how, like how can you be like you know this bad at communicating with your band members of like. Literally just like sit down for 10 minutes and even get like the vaguest idea of what everyone's into and, you know, and then that's why you don't, you don't ask everyone. I mean, you could go either, either route. You could be like one or two of the members in the band be like, we're making the decision. And the other ones are usually like, okay, cool. Or like they all have a say, but when you come to like someone to do a design, one of you talk to them and explain it. You know, (laughs) it's like. Hey, so what do you want? I want this. And then five other guys like, what if we like take this off? And then what, like, you're just going to sit there for like, okay, like two months later. All right. Exactly. 40 re- revisions in. Does this look cool? Like, yeah. all right. <laughs> fuck. Oh, yeah. That, that stuff is, is always fun. But yeah, I, I've, I've kept that to a minimum. But I always send over like big questionnaires before we even start projects. And, and a lot of times that weeds out those complications because then they're like, oh, I actually have to communicate with my bandmates or you know, communicate with who else I'm working with and mm-hmm. figure out what it is we're going to do here. Uh, but yeah, so, so we, we try to keep that to a minimum here. That's good. Um, so what, what, um, what kind of bands have you been into lately or like what have you been listening to a lot that you're really into right now? Oh, boy. Lately. I mean, there's so much, dude. Fuck. I just oh, I, know, I go right? on Facebook and I look up some links and I'm just like, there's like, okay, there's 10 bands I just found out about in one day. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's true. I'm always digging. I'm always digging real hard. Um, I know that there's a band that I had always really enjoyed since they came out called So Long Forgotten. So uh, they're kind of along the realm of bands like Me Without You, okay. As Cities Burn, that type of mix. And uh, they they came out with an album that was really, really incredible, maybe like 2010, and then they just kind of went quiet. And then just earlier this year, they announced like, hey, we're finally going to like close this chapter of our lives. We're going to be done as a band. But uh, we recorded a whole album as like a like a farewell. And they just put that up and it's super incredible. Been really, really enjoying that. Um what else have I been enjoying lately? You've been Is, listening to that new uh, pop record at all? No, new, band, pop? no, no, no. I've I've never gotten into them. I see. Really? People. Oh shit! I I literally I've been like super into this band the last yeah. like month. I well, I started. I found a song of theirs on uh, like Audio Tree. They did it's off their new album that just came out and. I literally looked up their old album and I've been listening to that and I was like, this is a great album. So I haven't even listened to the whole new album yet, but it because it just came out. But actually nice. in the in the beginning of this podcast, I played some of the pup song. And oh, that's like, cool. like, you know, for the intros and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, uh, man, what else? Yeah, you need to listen to them. They're fucking for tight. sure. I've really I've really been enjoying uh, Grouper lately. I don't know Grouper. if you're familiar with Grouper. 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 I've heard that. Groupon, like that. <laughs> yes, it, it's it's the music of Grouper. <laughs> no, uh, Grouper is just like really chill, kind of fuzzed out, ambient type stuff. Some of it's instrumental, some of it's not. But uh, it's it's uh, this one woman. Her name's Liz. Uh, I think up in Portland, and she just had for years and years has just made these incredible uh, kind of ambient albums that are always really good to work to. Uh, I've really enjoyed the new David Bazan album, Blanco. That is uh, really good. There's a band down in Florida uh, that I really liked called Alexander and the Grapes. When I lived down there, I found the Grapes. Them. <laughs> Alexander and the Grapes. They uh, they're kind of like a grungy type band. It's like kind of the grunge revival type stuff mixed with almost like Manchester Orchestra, Pedro the Lion. Okay. So it's like a, a good little eclectic mix. They just came out with a new album called Hyper Self that uh, I've really been enjoying. But yeah, I mean, I'm always kind of into a zillion different things and always really enjoying like the back catalog of everything I've always enjoyed. Like as a music collector and as a music, you know, fan, I've always been an archivist. So I really, 
you know, I never am just like on to the next thing and forget about everything beforehand. I'm always kind of trying to enjoy as much as I possibly can from now and from growing up and, you know, not for nostalgia's sake, but like just everything that I've always enjoyed through and through. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I guess that, that would lead into my next question, uh, would be what, uh, have you bought any new records lately or like what is your favorite record that you, I mean, that's probably hard to, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't do that, but I thought it'd be a funny question. Like what's your favorite record that you actually own? Like your favorite vinyl record or what, what was a, a story of like when you really wanted this record and you were randomly in a shop and you found it. Like that's how uh, I was. (laughs) I was in New York and I was hitting a couple record stores in like Greenwich village Mm -hmm. and I was looking all over the place. I was looking for this one record, but then uh, I hit like six different record stores. Like, that's why I love New York. I literally yeah. was in a, a mile radius. There were six different record stores. And wow. I hit this, and I found the record I've been looking for. It's the the self-titled uh, uh, Third Eye Blind vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I found it at a record store, and I bought it. It was $50, and I was like, ah. Uh, I usually don't spend that much on records, but it's like a double LP. So I was like, fuck it. I bought that. But like, that was a story I remember. Like, do you have any stories like that? Oh man. I I have, I have a zillion stories like that. I'm a, I'm a big music collector. Uh, my collections up to like 1300 albums. Oh my God. Holy shit. I have like, I have like 500. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's between like all my records, all my CDs, all my tapes. Uh, you know, I just, kind of collect as much as I possibly can. What's this that? A, I'm I'm showing if you you can't see it, but I'm showing Brian. This is the the new Into It Over It album. Oh, nice. Standards. I bought this. Very cool. A little bit ago. <laughs> yeah, I got my whole record shelf is right next to me. Nice. I um, sleep I sleep next to it and uh, I cuddle <laughs> with my record. No, I I have in in the apartment we live in now, I have an entire record room. It, that's like that's uh, my my girlfriend lined the the whole carpet with faux bear fur, and I have like like a nice lounge chair and like you know all my records and all my listening station. It's like something out of like a nineteen seventies movie or something. It's that's, it's no, awesome. I you really, just need really love it. you need one of the little globes <laughs> that open up and you got liquor and you can exactly, pour a little cocktail right? <laughs> and then you got your cigar. You just fucking kick back. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, have you ever seen that movie Ghost World? Ghost World is that the one with uh, Steve Buscemi's in it? Yeah, yeah. I'm. Those I'm basically. Yeah, I'm basically his character. I'm basically Seymour at this point, where it's like, <laughs> well, I've stripped my collection down to the bare essentials of 1,500 LPs, you know. But, uh, but, but yeah. Um, I mean. I, I mean, there's a zillion times I've gone into record stores and found little gems, but I mean, like I said, I'm an archivist, so yeah. I my collection has followed my story of getting into music from a very early age and uh, being able to find and collect everything that's always been important to me, every you know, every aspect of life, whether it's something I still enjoy or not, I have always wanted it represented again, not for like a nostalgia sake, but just for, you know, so I can always look back and be like, this is the catalog that like shaped me into the person I am. Yeah, no, for sure. And, uh, you know, some of that has been, you know, some of the things I've geeked out about most is even just like finding CDs at thrift stores where I'm like, you know, like bands like officer negative and stuff that, uh, you know, these are like obscure Christian punk bands that like oh, even got me remotely interested in the music bands like Officer Negative, Head Noise, The Remnants, Combat Junkies, The Deadline, Squad 5 all the, you know, all these old bands like that, 121, um, being I'm, able to like scour the bowels of the internet to find mm-hmm. some random person that still has one of these things from like 1996 or something, trying to find these rare seven inches and, uh, so that, that that's always a fun scavenger hunt. I've collected almost everything there is from like that realm of bands, <laughs> and uh, there's only a couple like little holy grails I'm still looking for. But uh, holy I, I, yeah, I mean I've had a, I've had a lot of a lot of good stuff come my way. I uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember one day one, one of my holy grails was trying to find Sigur Ross talk before they repressed it, and uh, <laughs> there was. I was always like on eBay every day. You know, I had like a whole list of searches that I would go through every day on on eBay trying to find things. And one day, 
you know, that was at the point when they were going for no less than like 250, 300 bucks. Oh God. And, uh, I've seen, there's a couple yeah. <laughs> records I wanted. Uh, I like, I have this one record. I finally, they repressed it. The, not the last record store day, but the one before, uh, it's the album from Ryan Adams. It's like his first big album. Yeah, it's called yeah. Heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting. I, I literally saw it on like Discogs or some other like eBay. It's like 250 bucks. I'm like, I'm not paying $250. <laughs> and I, I waited till they repressed it and I paid exactly. 25 bucks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm not that much of a vinyl nerd. Like I, yeah, I'm yeah. obsessed with collecting records, but you know, I'm a realist at For heart. Sure. So I'm like, do I really need the second? That was, it wasn't even the first press. It was like the third press. And I'm like, of course, of course. Uh, no, I'm good. I'll just get the new one. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. But yeah, um, so there was one day that that record had gone up. It had only been up for like four minutes or something. And someone had listed it, buy it now, $60. And oh, I was shit. like, I was like, there's no way. So I look at the description and it says like everything plays <laughs> fine. But like the one side of it has like some light surface noise. And the, and the more that they described it, it literally just sounded like the record needed cleaned. That oh they, shit! Like, and you're like, thought, oh, yeah. dude, I'll take it, I guess. Yeah, they but, thought it was scratched, but all it was is that it needed cleaning. So yeah. I immediately bought it, got it home, cleaned it up. Sure enough, was totally fine, and got like this amazing copy of like a really rare record at an amazing price. But uh, that was a favorite. There was another time where uh, there was this guy who was probably in his fifties or something. That had said he found a whole bunch of old tooth and nail vinyl from the nineties oh, in his garage that he had forgot about that he had ordered back in like his thirties. And he had a bunch of stuff that he was like, Whoever wants it, just like let me know and I'll send it to you. And he had a copy of Starflyer 59's Gold, which is like a two, three hundred dollar record. He had Pedro the oh Lion's whole EP, the ten inch, which is like 150 bucks. Uh, he had a bunch of other really random stuff. And I was like, man, these are like literally all holy grails on my list. So I just like immediately get at him and I'm just like, hey, I will take all these (laughs) records, like how much for them? And he's like, well, how about like the 12 inches for like $8? You're all, oh, fuck, that's that's pricey, man. (laughs) Yeah, and the 7 inches for like 3 bucks. I was like, I think I can do that. He he literally sent them to me in a Domino's pizza box. (laughs) And (laughs) I, I couldn't believe that they even got here without being like completely demolished, but... You know, pieces I was absolutely ecstatic to add to my collection. Some, like, really early MXPX 7 inches that are hard to find. And, like, yeah. just all this crazy <laughs> stuff. I was geeking out so hard. It was That was awesome. And I, I convinced someone to uh, to sell me a copy of Further Seems Forever, The Moon is Down. Further before, Seems Forever. Yeah, before they had repressed that. That was, again, that's one of my favorite albums of all that's, time. That's uh, Chris Caraba, right? Or yeah. From yeah. Dashboard. Yeah. 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 I actually I, just I, listened to a podcast he was on. You ever listen to that Washed Up Emo podcast? No. There's, that, no. there's a site called Washed Up Emo. Uh, they do reviews and stuff. I've, I've sent emails to them a couple times. They never really get back to me. But uh, <laughs> they, the dude does a podcast, and he gets some big names. Like, he, he had the dude from Hotelier. He, like, met him in, a, in their van and, like, recorded. Nice. He had, like, Jim Atkins from, like, Jimmy Eat World just on his podcast. And I was just like, holy shit, like, how did... He used to be like uh, um, working for labels and stuff. He's like almost forty, I think. And nice, that's awesome. I guess he just has connections. And I was just like, oh, I thought this is just some young kids who started a, a podcast, or and it, yeah. it was like <clears throat> some established guy who's like, hey, I'm doing this podcast. And that <laughs> that was another reason why I was like, fuck, I can do this too. So, of course, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really have any other questions. Is there anything you wanted to plug that you're doing or anything that you want to like tell people if they listen to this? Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, if you're ever looking for design, I am ready to work with anyone. Uh, so if you need something, just hit up fleshandbonedesign.com. Uh, I love working with bands, record labels, startup businesses, clothing companies. Literally, literally doesn't matter. I mean... I, I've worked with with everything under the sun, and it doesn't matter if it's you know something where you're just starting and you know don't have any type of budget or people that are looking to completely overhaul everything. I mean, I'm just I, I come from a blue collar background and have just always enjoyed you know working with people that are like minded and and keeping that punk rock DIY ethos alive and and just you know trying to give back as much as I can. So. 
I'm I'm just always looking to grow that and and continue to get get well designed things out the door and into people's sure. hands to use and uh, just have a good time with it. So everyone, just go to fleshandbonedesign.com and you should shoot me an email and we should definitely work together. And with the label I used to run, Flesh and Bone Records, that's still going. Uh, I it, it just got to be too much for me. Uh, the, everything with the label was going awesome, but uh, I couldn't balance staying on top of that and also staying on top of the design. So I yeah. handed it over to my friend Dylan, who's in the band Loom, and he's still going strong. They just put out their first record release. It was all cassettes before, but he's... he's yeah you know, putting out records now and Dude, things yeah. are still going strong. So go over to fleshandbonerecords.com and, you know, pick up some releases from Dylan and keep the, the record label alive as well. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, uh, sounds good, man. Um, yeah. So thanks for doing this, man. I'm going to, of course, I'm gonna no, thank, you. thank you for having me. I gotta, me. I gotta go to the Mac store and get a new iPhone cause my phone's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, of course, dude. It was it was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. All right, so that's uh, our interview we did with Brian from uh, Flesh and Bone Designs. Uh, just fun talking to him. Uh, first time I've actually talked to him in person or you know via Skype. Uh, it's funny that it was actually ten minutes. The first ten minutes of our interview, I had to cut out because Skype was being weird and the audio file was messed up and. Had to skip out on a little bit of uh, his background, where he's from. Uh, we'll have him on again, maybe. We'll see. But uh, yeah, so gonna play uh, that pop song again. This is the outro. Uh, hope you guys have a good day or night whenever you listen to this. Uh, this is Trey from Lost State Records, clocking out.